Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Good and talking, everybody. Uh, we are going to have a wonderful show. We're going to talk about uh, where legalization stands as we get to this election that's coming up. But first, before we do the whole spiel where I say this is about the industry and we're talking about uh, cannabis laws so that you can change them, it's a law and policy, it's not about access to the actual product show, disclaimers. Uh, I wanted to say we're going to give away a light and shout out to Mars Hydro. We have it right here. Hey. Do you guys want to see the worst unboxing ever? Uh, good, because I'm doing it right now. Uh, anyway, uh, this life right here, you can win. If you go over to our website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com or CannabisLegalizationNews.com and sign up for our newsletter on CannabisLegalizationNews.com, it's quite easy. On CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, see if your team is qualified to get a cannabis license, and that would enter you into our email newsletters, and that's where we're going to be giving away this Mars Hydro, I believe it is an MH150 MA. It's supposed to be for a two by two for flowering and a three by three for veg. And now let's do cannabis legalization news. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Another episode. Don't forget to hit them likes, hit the subscribe button, and tell your friends about this wonderful podcast about cannabis legalization news. Miggy, how was your week? Good, man. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's a new one, and I'm, I'm glad that we do have this Mars Hydro thing. Go ahead, head on over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and fill out that form to see if your team is qualified for getting a cannabis license, or head over to CannabisLegalizationNews.com and then just sign up for our newsletter. That's where we're going to give some information about how you could win that Mars Hydro grow light. Nice, dude. So uh, uh, what's the story today? We're going to talk about the states. Big news. Let's talk about the states and especially what's going to happen this fall, this election. We're going to have Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media joining us after Miggy and I get a little bit into this new one that came out of Politico this week, where cannabis legalization efforts stand across the country. Hmm. You know... Even though this is Nebraska. A, Nebraska, Nebraska is the picture. Organizers campaigning to legalize medical marijuana in Nebraska, one of only three states in the nation without any form of medical cannabis. They turned in more than 86,000 signatures to make it onto the ballot. I, I hope that medical cannabis can come to the 
state where Warren Buffett lives. What's so the name of the, the is article right? identifying then all the uh, policies coming up for the year for each state? They do. They have they have they have a few. They they do a summary so far. Last year, four states legalized in their legislatures. In 2022, only Rhode Island has legalized so far, and that's not really going that fast. Uh, and then they talk about other states. Uh, for example, Mississippi enacted legislation. Mississippi's giving out licenses and has made it quite easy to get a license in Mississippi. And so if you do need any help, please reach out. But um, go for it. See what happens. If you get in trouble, we'll still be there for you. Are you uh, in Mississippi? Rhode Island. Rhode Island became the 19th state to embrace full legalization, uh, and they voted on that uh, after hashing out agreements. And sales hopefully will start in Rhode Island on December 1st. Ballot referendums. This one is going to be on the ballot this year. Maryland, after years of trying to do it in the legislature and they failed, they have a ballot initiative, uh, legalized cannabis possession for adults 21 and over and instructs the legislature to pass a regulatory framework for sales. And for those of you watching at home, this is exactly kind of what happened in New Jersey. New Jersey had this thing where they voted for it. They direct their legislature to do it. I really enjoy those types. Well, it's the same in every state, right? Doesn't When legalization happens, it doesn't happen right away. First, I mean, here in Washington, it took a year before the infrastructure happened. Right. So you guys had the same type of thing where you the people say, do this, and then it, it goes over to the legislature and they actually have to do it. Right. And then that's everyone feels less afraid of getting caught after that. That's all. That's all. That's all that happens. You just feel less well, afraid. You know, hey, and shout out to some of the clients in South Dakota uh, trying to get open with their dispensaries and their grows out there. But uh, it's it's interesting that they now are going to have another ballot initiative because the last one was struck down by the Supreme Court as unconstitutional. And I hope that this year the voters in South Dakota are not confused like they weren't last year, yeah. where they were able to vote for uh, cannabis legalization and they'll be able to vote for it again. Because the you know it's very difficult to start in a medical state which is really restrictive, kind of like a South Dakota. We'll see how Mississippi goes. It could be bad there, too. Well, uh, but, you know, making it adult use, a lot more customers. What's restrictive in South Dakota is the administration, right? When you look at things that are, when something's coming to play, it's not like the law is bad. Any, any form of legalization is good, right? It's just a matter of the people who are in control. The fact that they use government money to sue against the last one, you know, that goes through because of a stupid, you know, uh, what was it, like a, 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 a just a, a, a flaw. And, you know, like, what was it, the, the two-question bullshit. Like that, that's just going to show you there's people adamantly going against you, trying to go against your best interest, right? Like yep. willing to put you in jail. <laughs> yep. We saw that just this past last week. Uh, if you're following me on Instagram at Cannabis Industry Lawyer, I shared a post about how some people in Arkansas are now trying to do uh, litigation to knock that ballot initiative out. So what's going on here? The, the, the state's fighting the initiative? Arkansas, yeah, yeah, the people like try to fight these things, and so the Arkansas is putting it on the ballot. One campaign, Responsible Growth Arkansas, back the state's medical marijuana businesses, submitted signatures to make the November ballot. Uh, there was three different efforts uh, previous. One of them looks like it's getting over the finish line. They said they've had in excess of 89,000 signatures to get on the ballot, but it still needs sign-off from the electoral commissioners to make the ballot, and the board is expected to review the measure 
this past week. And uh, when they did, I think they got on the ballot, and that's when the the lawsuit to try to get it off, you know, kind of started. That's a crazy though. So again, this is part of parliamentary procedure, right? The process, the paperwork, the goddamn bureaucracy. Like, I'd never heard of this before. Going through a, a, a. what is it? Well, it must be like if it's a business-backed effort, so it must be a very limited market state. And then who gets first dibs? The current medical uh, people. And then how many more licenses? Uh, a lottery for 40 additional adult-use licenses. So what you would see is probably 4,000 applications chasing those 40 pieces of paper. Uh, and somebody, Melissa Fultz, a longtime Arkansas legislation or legalization advocate, says... This isn't marijuana reform. This is greed. And before we get to Mississippi, or I'm sorry, Missouri, why don't we uh, bring on uh, Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media to get some analysis on this. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, how's it going? It just kicked in, huh, Jimmy? It, did. it, <laughs> it absolutely did. It absolutely did. Uh, I love it. Give analysis. The fact that I can give political analysis is bizarro to me okay just for the record all right uh i think you're doing a great job thomas and, and Mickey, you're you're such a terrific sidekick you know you know you're welcome on my show anytime either one of you you guys know Appreciate that yeah, right? give miggy on on uh some pcm stuff and why don't you introduce yourself and you know give a pitch to get some subs over at uh, your channel i appreciate that so my name is Jimmy Young. You can see it there on the lower third screen. I used to be a sportscaster in New England for 25 years. I've got about 40 years total in commercial media, uh, mostly on the on-camera side as a sports guy. But I also have five nominations as a Emmy Award-winning producer. And as you can see behind me there, there's my pride and joy. Uh, I won that back in the mid-90s when I worked for a channel called NECN in New England, New England Cable News. And I also worked for the CBS affiliate in Portland, Maine, and also worked at the NBC affiliate in Boston at age 20, producing sports for a all-star sports casting trio of Jimmy Myers, Len Berman, and Gail Granick. And if anybody's watching in the New York area, they'll remember Len Berman and perhaps Jimmy Myers, who was on WOR-TV in the 80s and was also one of the originals at ESPN. And now for Pro Cannabis Media, I just wanted the industry to have a voice because I saw an interview on CNBC with a CEO of a multi-state operator back in 2018. And I was so embarrassed for the CEO because the reporter had done such a poor job of doing any kind of background. They were hitting him up with all the, the myths and the stereotypes. And it was just really, I could see he was just really, really, really uncomfortable. And I said, I can do a better job of interviewing than that guy that's making network money. So I decided we'd uh, give this podcasting thing a try. And here we are three years later, and we live stream 24-7 news talk information. Shows like these are on uh, ProCannabisMedia.com, on our Roku channel, which is PCM TV, and our Apple streaming channel, which is also PCM TV. So that brings you kind of up to speed. We do a live show with the... Uh, contributions from thomas howard with the illinois cannabis report contributions from miggy in the chat room and uh, occasionally on camera with us uh, that's friday afternoons 4 p.m to 6 p.m live on uh, all of our network all of our pages on linkedin live and youtube and facebook and twitch and did i miss one i always miss one but that's well, so many streams it's the internet man you, that's right so yeah. in there.
It's internet TV. You can watch it on demand. You can stream it live. You can chat. Uh, same kind but, of a thing here. And uh, we love working with you guys. Your experience, Jimmy, is why like I truly mess with you guys. Like I truly like when uh, I actively search media. Like you know, somehow I actually became part of media. Right, like with uh, the original blogging back in the day when I met Tom during the MySpace days, right? And and I see your channel pop up and I see your experience. And I think just like with Tom, Tom being a an actual banking lawyer, he has the experience, knows the laws. Like that's the thing. Like I work in quality and, and, and but be- besides what I do with my day job, there's what I've been doing. And that's why I'm here. It's been, been an activist is trying to goddamn not go to jail and just enjoy my own free time. Right? Like it's fundamentally just some bullshit that like, my power here is a citizen. That's what it is. That's all it is. And, and, and like, I don't make money at this shit, but I do. And I have a big voice. I've been doing it for years. And so like, but your, your experience and your, like you said, uh, way to curate the, the cannabis conversation. It's gotta be really, there's so much, what we call mainstream. It's just, it's, it's kind of bullshit, right? Pop culture, mainstream. It's all the same thing. We want to talk to your neighbor. We want to talk to people outside who, you don't have to get high. You don't have to smoke pot, but we're all not fucking banging bongos with dreadlocks, even though that used to be me at one time. I'm just saying we're not all like just like free love bullshit. You know, there's business people. There's mom and pops. There's the dads. Everything, you know, we're all, crazy. Normal. we're all just normal people. It's yeah. just that we, we've gotten through the propaganda lies. And then like. We don't have to toe a line because our government benefits aren't at stake, you know, but some people, they have to. Uh, and then there's there's real there's real prejudice against this plant. We're not done yet. Like Missouri, for example, Missouri's trying to get it on the ballot. They had a couple of different ballot initiatives this year coming up. And now the latest tally from the secretary of state's office shows the campaign may fall short of signatures in at least two congressional districts. And. Uh, on let's see today's sunday the 7th uh tuesday the 9th there's going to be a decision on this and it looks like missouri might miss the ballot this year which stinks because i was going to get my law license in missouri activated if they passed and open a st louis uh, satellite office but so it looks uh, like a stagnant uh well it, they do an interesting thing they have to get ballot signatures and so then they have to get ballot signatures in each particular congressional district in, in Missouri. And so they're, they, they have enough aggregate signatures, but they don't have the signatures in the, the pockets where wow. they need them. To ha- it's like the double secret probation. I mean, yeah. there's been so many different uh, uh, ballot initiative uh, legislation type of rubrics changed over the past 20 years that I've been watching cannabis legalization roll out because of cannabis legalization, because it was so popular. And people would rather change the rules and continue with the, the status quo that may suit their financial or political interests, uh, rather than recognizing this is what the people want. It's it's wrong to lock people up for this. It's wrong to make millionaires and uh, while locking people up for it. Uh, and it's wrong to tax them how they tax it, because, you know, think about that. The only authority that's going to try to shut you down is the IRS in this industry. You don't have to worry about the raids anymore. When was the last raid, Miggy or Jimmy? When, it, it's been a while, but Jim, but you know, like this is all parliamentary procedure. And, and and Jimmy, like, how do you? This this is what the activism I'm talking about, like in the media. So like, I've taken my passions writing media because I I've, I've had a little marketing school and everything, but I don't. I'm not professional like you. I don't have that experience. I don't have the awards. You know, and it's nerve wracking being on stage, right? Like, I just it's weird that I do a podcast and they have like a, a million views later. It's like ah weird. 
But like the point is how in the conversation do we outreach these people? Like we just saw in Kansas where 100,000 independent voters came out for women's rights, right? We're trying to reach these people in Missouri in that little secondary bullshit paperwork tier. Like who who's in that part? Like how can we get this conversation these people, right? Yep. We have to identify them and how do we talk to them? Well, I got one for you. Uh, Brandon Jones is our Missouri correspondent. He's on that same We Talk News show that we do on a weekly basis. And, you know, and Thomas contributes when he can uh, from Illinois. Well, when there's news, like there's not every uh, Illinois is rolling this thing out as if it is molasses in January. And so it's like, oh, it's we had a time. piece of news this week. It's and cannabis it might time. be a week or two and nothing goes through, you know. You've heard of dog years, right? It's cannabis time. It takes forever. And you guys are 100% right. I hear these kinds of thoughts from others. Um, first of all, Miggy, I want to explain. Let me let me explain a little media one-on-one to you guys. Because even an old fart like me learned a lot about new media in the last 10 months and how it relates to the industry that we're in, the cause that we're uh, trying to educate the public on. First of all, you guys know you can't. They won't run public service announcements. They won't run commercials on traditional TV and radio. But we also know that those audiences for those two mediums are going down. Why? Because people like Miggy can just go in front of their computer and become a media person. A media, any media, is a conduit for information. It delivers information to the consumer, the viewer, the audience, the person who's reading the book or downloading the podcast to listen to. This is what media is and has become. And it's not about how many eyeballs, how many times, ratings, reach, and frequency. It's about can you engage people and to give you their data, give you that email so that you can be part of the... Um, the big brother universe that is out there now for advertising. Yeah. I think we all understand that we get tracked wherever we go. And if we do any kind of searching on our phones, we get inundated with all sorts of ads that it's like, mm -hmm. how did they know I was looking for an apartment? How did they know I was looking for a washer dryer? Because they know because they're following us. Because now, you Googled it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, right. And, and, and you can turn that off. You can that, turn yeah. that off now. Well, I, I just feel bad for the murderers out there that are like Googling, like, how do I get blood out of this carpet? <laughs> oh, crap. And then do they do our ads pixelated to target that? Like we've just uh, employed something at collateral base to actually we're in the process of aggregating the data to then start deploying the ads. But we'll talk about that after a short break, because if you are watching from the East Coast, it is 20 past the hour, which means that it is literally 420 somewhere. Oh, you know what we're working on over at the collateral base that just brought us that uh, 420 somewhere. Uh, we're working on our landing page for the customer appreciation event. That's right. We're giving away that Mars Hydro 150 light. Perfect for your uh, introductory uh, or your, your prop tent or your your, uh, your mail tent. I mean, like a small tent, a, a two and a half by two and a half. Hey, Jimmy. So, uh, yeah. Go, Go ahead. ahead, Tom. Sorry, man. You, you oh, the yeah. tent's badass. In the middle like... Of, like, I, can, I can work these ads in throughout the show. <laughs> Good. I was going to just say, Thomas, cut me a 30 second promo for that giveaway and we'll run it in the grow show that we're doing this week with Liz Grow. She's bringing on a female grower and that that's uh, we live stream that Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, we can put that in there for you. 
um, as a thank oh, cool. you, as a thank you for everything that you've done and uh, for us, because I, I really do believe in sharing the wealth. I believe in a shared revenue model moving forward with, uh, because for years, guys, when I was on camera, the sales guys used to make more money off my oh, yeah. talent than I did. Then I went over to the sales side and still had access to the on-camera side. So I figured that out. Okay. That was good. Yeah. But now so all, I have all the journalists watching at home. Uh, the number one thing is after you get done reading the news that day, I want you to stand up, go over to the sales side, kick somebody in the teeth and go, I get your job now. And then you start selling when you're hot. That's right. Before well, you're 40. Well, I, you're doing that now, guys. You're creating your own content and, and soliciting supporters and sponsors. That's you're oh, you're a media. Yeah. You are a media entity. OK, yeah. you really are. That's it's a consumer driven economy now because the consumer can create their own content and push it out there. It's weird That's that right. you can uh, jingle the tip jar. Don't forget over to, to join the memberships of this yeah. channel. And give, hey, hey, would you like to give 30 cents of a dollar to Google? I would. If you would, too, consider becoming a member of Legalization News. Jimmy, you can almost, like with media, the word media, you can put a slash and say influencer, right? Like in this modern day and age, it seems almost like... Uh, they're almost the same, but yet also the message and the person and all that bullshit behind it that you have to look at, right? You can also look at the high times business model in the beginning and how they were successful and then failed because, and then now it's just a brand. It's a, it's more of an entity. It's a, it's a thing to own for somebody. But, uh, you know, you've talked about the media. You said how, like, now most people are online, but, you know, with my activism, it's been mostly, I think, lead by example, right? Like, I, I've maintained a nine to five. I've done the the letters to to lawyers and, and reached out to to people locked up. And I've done the the, the things that help fundamentally, right? The law of bureaucracy, all the boring shit. Like what? Uh, how can we get this? These people who aren't like looking at say the weed channels, but like are like you know watching knitting channels. We can't we we can't advertise on it. Like how do we direct people from the knitting channel to like hey look at us because we just we're normal people who just. Just want change in the world and, and, and common head sense policy. Yeah, you guys know the NCIA, right? The National Cannabis Industry Association out of Washington, the, yeah. lobby, the lobby group. Aaron Smith is the executive director, and I've known him now for three years. And I went to an event in Albany that the NCIA put on with a group from Canna Advisors from Colorado. And Aaron made a great speech that night, and it really hit home with me. And it's going to answer your question, Miggy. He really believes that those that are in the industry have to go out of their way to sell and educate anybody you come up with. anybody Because you know 99% of the people in this country have an opinion about that word cannabis. They all do. And it's mostly stigma related. Right? We all, I think we've all felt that. Yeah. There's still plenty of people, 50 plus or 60 plus, uh, that are out there that are learning, relearning you know, how to roll a joint. Um, you know, I remember in college, I used to do that stuff, man, you know, but I'm like older now. I just have this really bad ache in my neck and I rub a little CBD stuff on them and whoa, the pain's gone. Amazing. It, it, it is time for those that are in the industry to become more advocates for the industry. That's really what he was saying. Yeah, no, and that's like true wherever you go. It's because we're all in it together. It was, a, it was a great speech. It really was. Honestly, though, that's why kind of you can say why MSOs are important, right? Because these CBD yeah. brands are branding themselves on mainstream channels and saying, hey, this is for your aches and pains. And then when people look it up, they're like, oh, that's weed. 
Maybe Speaking of mainstream channels, yeah, yeah. there was something that I wasn't inspecting in the news this week. Let's cover this story. We got bumper. <laughs> Look at this. Out of the USA Today opinion column. That is uh, published July 31st and updated on August 1st of 2022. Time for change. Federal ban on marijuana use causes more harm than good, according to the editorial board of the USA Today. This USA Today owns numerous local outlets throughout the United States, including the Peoria Journal Star, Garnet Media, I believe it is, or Gannett Media. I'm not sure their actual name. Uh, and they, they republished that today when I got the paper, because I still do, because I'm, I'm old school like that. Me too. Uh, and, and, I, and I read it. There you go. Yeah, Jimmy as well. And then I read it this morning. And I'm like, man, look at that. USA Today. Nothing is more milk toast than USA Today. Does that it article also does that article mention like brands? I mean, maybe it links people to brands so they can investigate later for themselves. I mean, that's the whole point of media is you want to let people do their own research to find out. Like, I'm not trying to tell you we's going to give you magical powers. But if I have to tell you that just to get through to you for a boat or something, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? There's people full of shit. It's just a goddamn plant. But the whole point is it is also medicine and it can be wellness. Right. It can be recreational. It can be rope. Right. No, you, more importantly, like any medicine, you got to read the instructions. You got to read the, the, the side effects. OK. And they're still learning about this plant because they buried it for 80 years and vilified it. So there and, and now, uh, as you guys know, because no longer is the University of Mississippi the only federally approved cannabis growing facility in the United States. They're now going to start to study state to state uh, the the stuff that we're actually using in each state so that you can actually get a much better read on research. But, you know, they've done over 30,000 studies on cannabis. The substance abuse community has over the last 40, 50 years. And they've less than 4% negativity that they find. They keep looking for something negative, negative, negative. It goes back to the LaGuardia report 80 years ago. Right, 100%. This is how you can do it. You can always spread a mistruth. Let me show you how. Did Tom cut his hair? No, it was a wig the whole time. (laughs) Clearly lying to somebody. But you can perpetuate it if if you can lie to people if it's a crime. Right. And so if you can make yeah. the act a crime, that lie is easier to keep and to maintain. And it wasn't just one opinion from the USA Today this past week. They had another opinion column published wow. the next day on, uh, and updated on August 2nd of the 2022. Senate Democrats introduced cannabis legalization bill. Congress should pass it. You know, and then the first sentence, it's time to stop pretending the war on drugs ever worked. You know, that is the USA Today, not even being just using the same simple, salty language that the USA Today text always has. Yeah, but it's not just the war on drugs on cannabis, though. It's overall right. Like, you know, I'm going to get a lot of hate now because I'm going to talk about a speech that happened by the last guy. Right. So number 45 talked about how like people uh, hate. They're just going to say, like, you're a. You know what you are? I, You're a libtard. I'm a shill. And uh, also, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you you are a Hillary Clinton supporter. But the thing is, like, so like oh. they refer to drugs, though, right? In in his everything he talks about, the drugs, they drink drugs, they're being drugs, they kills the people. And if it's Mexico, the drugs, you know what? You know why the drugs come? Is because they're goddamn demand, supply and demand. It's fundamental business, which blows my brains. It's trying to hard like how stupid are you people to realize that if there wasn't supply, there wouldn't be a demand, and there's an American demand. And if we had a perception of what you what actual drug use is like, you know, from coffee, sugar to, to, to heroin, like Dr. Carl, are you familiar with him, Jimmy Young? 
Dr. Carl is a uh, predominant uh, drug, uh, uh, I'm going to say, uh, uh, educator. And uh, he's actually a heroin user. He's a, he's a, uh, he, he's a renowned, like he says he does heroin. Carl Hart, Dr. Carl Hart speaks about his heroin use. And so he's a, he, and he fucking has a class in like New York, uh, like Harvard somewhere. And, and so like people's perception of drugs is just ridiculous, right? Like if you don't get your cigarettes, if you don't get your coffee in the morning, you know, it's all drugs. That's right. <laughs> right. And I don't consider this plant a drug anymore. I really jump on people when they start referring to it as a drug. You know, I do. But, but they're trying to turn it into that with the uh, epidiol and uh, the, 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 the fucking pharmaceuticals, GW Pharma. Like, it's going to be referred to as a drug because it's going to be medicine and pharmaceutical, right? Like, it sucks to call it that. But, again, I'm just trying to get through to those people on the other side who are going to push that vote button because the same person that looks at the window has the same power of a vote as I do. So I'm trying to tell you, hey, just for a minute, this is so important that people are in jail and this can help you, you know? Yeah, right. it's so important. It's so important that people are in jail and that that that's the biggest injustice I like Yeah, but if everybody's equal under the law, the yeah. treatment is so uh, just glaringly shockingly like face numbingly stupidly unequal that you just can't even trust anything. And so that's one of the things that I think is one of the best upsides of cannabis regulation appropriately is that you're going to have confidence in your government as opposed to them just lying to you. Uh, and and that brings us to some international news about uh, things. Because, I mean, we're talking about some of us get rich. Some of us go to prison for up to nine years. And that's a, an international story that we have out of the Gondrepreneur after this coming bumper for international cannabis news. In international cannabis news, Brittany Griner has been sentenced to nine years for cannabis possession in the Republic of Russia. Uh, and this is out of Gondrepreneur T.J. Brandfeld, still reporting from the Gondrepreneur. Uh, and here is a statement from President Biden. And that's one of the things that I just love about the Gondrepreneur's website is that uh, there are, there are uh, editors like T.J. here, T.G., I apologize, uh, new to put uh, uh, so what into like something that looks like a post-it note. So you can kind of see it, you know, and it says, and it's, and it's a quote from Biden. And so like, it, it makes good sense. You don't even have to write it. You just have to pop, copy or paste it in there. So anyway, today, American citizen Brittany Griner received a prison sentence that is more a reminder of why the world already know Russia has wrongfully detained Brittany and calling Russia to release her immediately so she can be with her wife, loved one, friends and teammates. My administration will continue to work tirelessly and pursue every possible avenue to bring Brittany and Paul Whelan home as safely and as soon as possible. A statement from the president Biden uh, was was issued of staying. And then why aren't we doing something to bring all the federal cannabis right. prisons home as soon as possible? I'm, I'm actually glad that they're bringing up Paul Whelan now uh, whenever they talk about Brittany Griner, too. And this is another uh, detainee in Russia that's been there longer than Brittany has. And uh, there was some unsubstantiation of uh, spying going on, I believe, by Paul. And it doesn't, it just, and then who do we offer up as a trade? You talk about a sports analogy, the merchant of death. That makes absolutely yeah. no, let's give them a guy who's like this big arms dealer right. and likes to kill people in exchange yes. for these two innocent citizens who were wrongfully detained. Right. Uh, we're going to give all our draft picks and <laughs> revenue away to you. 
for fourteen dollars and three magic beans. Right, I, I, they're, they're trying. You got to admit, I, at least that that is being reported. And at least there is an effort uh, to bring these people home. But yeah. man, I got to tell you, if it was any other country but that one, I'd be confident that it would happen. I have no confidence in that country. I was right hitchhiking in Russia before I went to law school because I had this philosophy in law school: "Fuck that, I'll do it if I die, or if I don't die." And I did. <laughs> yeah. so here I am. And uh, and so, like in 2005, I I, I got in. I had to like kind of walk into Russia because I had washed my, my my passport. So like I just kept getting like dragged off the train and asked for bribes. And this is how you can tell you're cut out for litigation, by the way, if you're watching at home. If none of this bothers you, go sue a guy for five million bucks. It'll feel just about the same. And so um, I, I, I was just I didn't because the guys that I were with were upset that I was like attracting all this riffraff. And, and so they didn't want to cross into Russia with me. And I'm like, fine, you know, uh, whatever was this because they didn't teach themselves Russian. And so like I hitchhiked to the train station. It was the same train, just still waiting there. Recaught the train, and I said, "Huh? How you guys do it? It's great." Yeah. I, I haven't really. Those guys. As that time when you're like not afraid of dying, right? Like when you're doing shit like that, it's like, "Hey, I'm young and dumb and invincible." Yeah. But like, right. you know, the biggest the, about the Britney situation is too. I think is kind of good that she brought up a light. Besides the Paul guy, there's another. There was a teacher, uh, Glindley. Yeah. I think, right? If he brought in half an ounce, right? The thing that yeah. I really, that irritates me in this situation, though, is the people who argue and, and say she deserves to be there, right? Like the whole, like, if you're a cannabis consumer and you say, like, she deserves to be there, it's kind of fucked up, right? So, I mean, so you deserve to go to jail too, buddy, because the thing no, is, it's plan- uh, nobody the whole, deserves that. Nobody, whole, is, no, nobody deserves to be locked up for the place. Right. But the whole fuck around and find out conversation is dumb. Unless you didn't like, pay your taxes. Just because of a half cart. Whereas the teacher had a half ounce, right? Like, honestly, I wouldn't bring a half ounce in the fucking brush. I would have brought a cart, though. I took carts into Mexico. No, I, wouldn't, I didn't bring – just find it when you get in there. It's, no, it's, no, you can't. It's not good in, in Mexico. Trust me. I took carts. It's not good, good in Russia either. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't miss it. Anything that has uh, communism attached to it is not a place you want to actually bring anything in of any kind of contraband. You just don't. Right. And then, right. by the way, uh, you said something. I think it was Miggy who said stupidity. You know, human beings are frail beings. We're, we're not perfect, right? And we make a lot of weird decisions sometimes. Guys, I think you know where I'm going with this. Sometimes we make yeah. decisions based on, I don't know, other body parts other than our brain, right? That being said, that being said, what's <laughs> go ahead, finish your point. No, no the, the, the point is it, instead of uh, worrying about legality and, and side effects and studying, how about we study human behavior and actually in, enlighten people about how they can improve themselves as human beings, you know, caring about the neighbor that perhaps doesn't look like you or sound like you. Maybe you should go over and talk to them. Let our differences in, engage us instead of push us away. We, we're going the wrong direction. We just are. Yeah. But isn't it always the weirdest thing? You always fight with your sibling or the person who's right next to you. Jerusalem and Palestine, Russia and Ukraine, China and Taiwan. You know, you're always going to fight with the guy who lives right next door. And you're like, it's never Wyoming and Montana, though. How come it's never? Hey, how, how come, well, hang on a second. Go back to Palestine and Israel. You guys know this story about there's a camp out there that takes a Palestinian child and an Israeli child at, under the age of four and raises them together. And they grow up 
and they love each other. Hatred is a taught behavior by adults that shouldn't be adults. Okay, I'm sorry. There's where your license should be. You know, you need to personally, guys, I'll, I'll say this now and I'll get on my, you guys can rip me for this. I really believe that uh, Israel gets it right. Two years of public service at age 18. You can either choose the military or you can change or you can choose public service. And that would be one of those things that our generation doesn't have a choice because right. my generation spoiled the generation behind me. Okay. Timeout doesn't work. Okay. They took corporal punishment away from, from a, a group of adults. Right. And now we've got entitled, uh, you know, I come out of college. I want a six figure uh, salary. Right. But I mean, that's what life slaps you in the face, dude. You get, re you, get you know, and I, again, I, so I just had my last one. We just celebrated his 18th birthday and okay. uh, congratulations. Yeah. But you know, it's still, you're in the quandary, right? Like I forget when I was his age, I was, uh, hating on my, there's other shit to worry about most of the time, right? Like people don't worry about policy. Like when you're 18, you got the power to vote. You got the power to change the world, America, your world. But yet, fuck that. Cause I got to figure out where I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm going to figure out where I'm going to eat. And you're right. There's a bit of spoiling them. Cause I, I, we I have them. privileged little assholes. Yeah. And, and they're, but they realize that too. They admit it. They're like, dad, you spoiled me. I'm like, cause you're goddamn little bitches sometimes, but they know it. Yeah. But hopefully I can keep got it. The thing is, you think you're done. You think like, oh, I'm going to raise a human being and be done at 18. It don't fucking stop. Like, it's just don't do it. If you're not I ready, mean, they'll be fucking. <laughs> any idea how they came up with that 18 and 21 year old uh, Thomas, our legal scholar probably knows, because when I was growing up, 18 was the drinking age. I moved into Tufts University on my 18th birthday yeah. on September 3rd. Okay, in 1975. And then, by the way, three years later, when I turned 21, the drinking age went up to 21. So I've always felt like there's something going on spiritually, right? And that all being said, uh, I believe that it should go back to 18. I really do. And it, it, the key to this whole thing, guys, is education in our system. Our educational system does not teach our young people to get ready for the real world. They no, just never have. Never had. There's a problem. Uh, you can make a lot of money if somebody's broke. And then, yeah. so there's this, if I'm Chase Bank, I have no incentive whatsoever to, to explain how credit works to anybody. I just want to make it available to them. Right. Oh, and I love that. And I want to make it like a, a something that's a moral judgment. It's like, you can't pay your debts? What's wrong with you? But, what do you way, mean I didn't teach you how money works? You know, like, by the way, yeah. media trade, media trade is great. Uh, you haven't lived, guys, until you can go into a restaurant with a couple of business people, talk a little business, sign your name and walk out. Media trade is great for restaurants. That's all I can say. I will, I, you know, and again, Mickey, these are the lessons I can give you. You know oh, what I mean? Man, I appreciate you, man. I, and that's the thing. I'm not bound to make anything out of any of this shit until like it is fundamentally illegal because to me i feel bad like i i'll race it's I, it's not why i'm here it's not why i did a thing and, and and made a thing and uh if i were to do it it feels like it'd make it dirty so why why change a thing so but you know uh tom you we talked you talked about the drinking age it's funny because tom mentioned this before about like legalizing morality and how like when i was in the military in san diego they used to have uh, uh beer in vending machines on the base, so anybody could buy it. Machine on the base. I love that. I mean, that's that's we don't have parity with alcohol until there are weed vending machines at Fort Bragg. I've that's seen that was a long time ago. That got taken away. Have Just you seen the weed? Have you seen the weed vending machines that are out there? They they actually exist. 
Are they, they do. The problem right? with them is has to do with all the regulatory compliance aspect. And so like that's usually the brick wall that the weed vending machine runs into uh, is the regulatory compliance. There you go. Well, we got a, I didn't invest then. Someone's <laughs> tripping on LSD in the third house. So I, I hope you're having a safe day and then a good day and enjoying right. your, your day. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm impressed with your chat room, guys. I've been reading a oh. lot of these comments. Oh yeah. Well, oh, so uh, they're crazy. Some of them are if cool. they're a member, like for example, Ron Collins, where he says hello, John, captivating comment, Ron. Uh, that that's, <laughs> a, that's how we can tell he's a member. He has that little uh, image right I there. That's the icon. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing this because this is we've been talking about this strategy, and now we're going to try to implement it. Um, you don't screen what they say before it no. comes up, or do you? Uh, no, an algorithm actually is watching your stuff, especially your stuff, because it's especially watching ours. One of the right. problems that we have is somebody might be dropping um, porn like bots right. onto our Links. comments, and, like right. try to get us. They flag. did that to us. They did that in our last or two shows ago, whatever. So I mean, you're, you're making moves. Somebody. You're upsetting somebody. Yeah, and, uh, and and I'm not sure which somebody that is, but there are certain black hack tactics that you can use in the interwebs. I, yeah, you know, guys, I can't wait. So I was on radio talk shows, okay, mm -hmm. with a 10-second delay. Oh, All right? wow. All right? That's how they do it. They used to have a 10 – they still do, by the way, run radio, even though it's over the air, in mm -hmm. real time. What is real time anymore, guys? Anyway, yeah. the point is uh, I can't wait for the day when we can take video calls from the people in the chat room, just like you do in radio when you well, take you, an audio call. You know what you can do, what I've done? I posted a link in the group chat, and you can just like – Accept right. people to come in and, and embed them into the thing. Right. Well, well yeah, yeah, there's other ways. But I understand what you're talking about like a virtual. Like, well, my, my, my director, who's an extremely mature 23-year-old, okay, is a, he knows how uh, non-mature <laughs> non 23-year-olds think. So he's afraid that, you know, we're going to get pranked. You're going to get pranked. You're, people are going to drop things in there that you don't want. You know, he wants to control the content. I get That's it. more numbers. Fuck all that shit. Yeah, but, but the pull because them all in. The FCC but the, the thing has is, not given me a hard time yet about anything. That's they don't exist. The internet is poorly funded, and they can understand this. Moreover, it is not their purview. But uh, you know, that's not the end of the the news. We have some more news. Hey, we were just talking about the kids, and so I think we should do this trending one that was coming out. Either that, or we could play name that strain. Should we do a trending news story or play name that strain? What do you think, I'm, Jimmy? I'm much better off on the news stream. <laughs> All right, we'll do one more story and then we'll play. Name I'm not that very discerning, guys. I'm not very discerning when it comes to the strain. I will Neither tell you I. this: I, I have a great, I have a great gimmick for you. And yes, as long as I get credit for this, you guys can add this. And I think this is a fun activity. Pick three names: a microbrewery, a name of a horse, and a strain name, and see who can get which one is the horse, the strain name, and the uh, microbrew name. That's fucking brilliant. Thank good, you. Good games to play. Good, good game to, to play. play. I, I've done it at on the floor of trade shows, you know, with a microphone and a, and a camera. And uh, again, I give all my stuff away anyway, guys. All these ideas. It's just who I am. As long as somebody does them and 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 we can educate the public. This is what I, I want to be the guy that it's like the town crier about pro cannabis. Yeah. I've got yeah. a big mouth. I've got a loud mouth. I've got that a microphone. It helps. And then if you've gotten one of those cannabis dispensaries, by gummy, you probably need a cannabis dispensary website. So you can head on over to stumari.co and get yourself one. We have 
a few different types that are available at very reasonable prices, especially considering uh, the prices that I've been seeing uh, for these charged by other people. And now we have some trending news. Guys, you're not going to believe this. Cannabis legalization news from just a few days ago. There's a new study that says legalization has not caused more teens to use cannabis. And this is being reported what? in Marijuana Moment by Ben Adelin. And I am clearly butchering that last name. Wait, it's Adlin. It's Adlin. Adlin. Have him come on the show. We'll talk to him about this, this hard-hitting news article, which uh, you can sign up for the newsletter, by the way. That's right. I do. That's a guy. I love Tom Angel's newsletter. I think he does oh, one of the best right. jobs in the country. He does a poor work for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, there's a, there's another. There's a, there's had been a study in Colorado, which mm-hmm. has had adult use a lot longer than Massachusetts and some of these other states. Let's just say, about how teen use has gone down. And it's pretty obvious, guys. If you guys were teenagers like I was, when my parents told me not to do something, I did it. I wanted to right. see if I could get away with it, right? Okay. Yeah, man. So that's but when your parents that's... told you only old people need this, it's not as cool as you think. <laughs> you didn't do it. You're like, ah, old people. But you know, Jimmy, that's why right. the, the, the drug thing, I call it the, the preacher's daughter syndrome. Well, that's why I happen to think that you, you, you educate parent-teacher associations with how to talk to your kids about cannabis or weed or pot or pick a you know, 24 other names for it. Uh, they just don't understand where, what studies to go to. The one in Colorado, I thought was the, absolutely the best one because it's, it goes down because you're telling the kids, look, here's alcohol. This is what alcohol does to you. Here's cannabis. This is what cannabis does to you. They're bo- you both can use them medicinally. It is the abuse and overuse that can cause you harm. Exactly. How difficult a lesson is that? Okay. It's called responsible use based on science, research, and education, which has been driving the cannabis bus for the last 10 years, guys, oh, yeah. or since Raphael Meshulam in 1964. But that's that drug education, right? That I was talking about. Like, we right. just need to not be ignorant. If Sex, drugs, and rock and roll education would be really cool to teach. Oh, my God. We would be oh, so much better oh, yeah. in society. The guy out of Missouri teaches that. Yeah. Um, what's what's the, the nice lawyer out of Missouri? He's been a guest on the show. It's sex, drugs, and rock and Dan, roll. And his, yeah, Dan Veets, the man, Dan the man Veets out of uh, Missouri. That's literally the name of his uh, radio show on their public radio down in Missouri, where he broadcasts. I love that he's, Jimmy's learning about all these people from us. I see him like, oh shit, another freaking like Google. Oh, you got to get so him. Many yeah, people I'm taking screenshots. I'm taking screenshots. Oh. I'm, I'm texting Dan, my video director. I don't know if he's watching, but go. I'm texting him. You know, and he, you know, and uh, the uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing was going to be the name of our next show that we produce with a woman out of Colorado named Tanya Griffin, who I have met at MJ Unpacked and a very similar personality, fun, um, easy on the eyes, intelligent, uh, has had life life experiences, willing to talk about just about anything, and uh, very similar makeup to me, <laughs> just is. And uh, she's going to host this show, and I think it's going to be a, a, a big hit. But now that I know that there's already a radio show, yeah, okay, and it's just the name. It's not Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll with Dan Veets, right? Yeah, maybe. I uh, I'm not no, sure. no, no, no. Like, because my show is called Sports World. 
at the same right. time that NBC had a show called Sports World, which sure tells so. you, which <laughs> tells you that my news director had no idea about sports when he hired me. Okay, I had to explain to him, you know, Frank, that uh, NBC has a weekend show called Sports World. Yeah, I, you know, I got right, We'll call your show. No, no, no. We'll, we'll yeah. call your show Sports World with Jimmy Young, and it won't be the same. And I'm oh, like, Jesus. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. He signs my checks. I could kill it. You want to come? Oh, yeah. You want to put my name up there? I got it. And that was uh, yes, cool I, with my cat. More if the check bounces. That's that's what I care about. The check is this going to bounce? I'll say. Hey, but let's uh, let's talk about some. Uh, this is a legacy strain, and that's the hint for this one. Oh, here we go. We'll name that strain. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> So Jimmy, don't feel bad. Um, Tom's more of a connoisseur than I am too. Like even though I've been smoking for over half my life, it's magically each nug to me is like a rainbow, man. Like each one's beautiful exactly. and new and exactly. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and hit myself. Down here. <laughs> there you go. This this little dunk little nug, wait, wait, man. Wait. Nice. All right. So um, this is a billion dollar strain right it's a here. This is at least a billion dollar strain. Right, and so, like, Kevin Jodry, like, has some seed stock that he keeps uh, side, you know, for, like, strains that have made over a billion bucks. So it's and a this one is one of those ones that I would put into that bucket. Um, All right. So, look, I look for golden golden little flakes or red little terpene things on it. I've always found that was – but, uh, guys – I got to tell you this quick story about Cheech Marin. Got to happen. Got to happen. On the Calling All Growers promo, Liz Grow asked Cheech Marin, what's your favorite strain? And he says, the free one. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, that's it's, a, it's for me, guys. That's the way I've always been in my life. Not just with weed, I might add. So, uh, yeah, but well, that's that's one of the ones that I wanted to make, like for for the farm. You're like, no, guys, let's let's make a cool cross. That's uh, really interesting. It has like a a, a very interesting, uh, unique nose and like mouthfeel or something. And then let's call it free. Why? Because that's the worst name that you can give for a strain ever. <laughs> Calling something free, it's like free weed. I mean, I could just see the regulators right now going. Mm, you can't call it that. And then <laughs> you can't, it's like a free beer tomorrow or something like That'd that. Be the name of the band is that you, you can't do there that. Is a band. Yeah, there there a was a one hit wonder band. Uh, yeah. All right. Now was their song. It was done oh, by shit. free. That was the name of the group. That's so funny. That's right. random facts. Okay. Random so facts. Uh, do I get to guess? Yeah, yeah. Get, I don't even know what it is. Get, this, this is, uh, it's not a land race, but then it's like land race once removed. So I like to call those heirloom or legacy strains. It's an extremely famous uh, um, uh, strain. Like I said, it's one of those billion dollar strains that has, has made something. I'd say Gorilla Glue is a billion dollar strain, but it ain't this one. Uh, free 30. Uh, yeah, that's, that looks kind of weird, guys. Now I've got the bud on my head. Yes, nice. Now we got talking. This one's close. The D in this may be um, OG Kush. I'm going to get OG Kush. No, it's not OG Kush. Um, OG Kush doesn't quite look like that, but uh, this one is um, OG OG Kush has got, you know, I think OG Kush looks more like Girl Scout cookies. But uh, this is Durban Poison. And so that is what we have. Lovely strain. That's what we look at right there. Yeah. And so Durban Poison, you, you, you guessed it? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, you bet it. that Nobody's I Nobody's had it. Nobody's had it. And so uh, Pure Sativa originates from South Africa, port city of Durban. 
Uh, we've had some people from South Africa, activists uh, on the podcast. We should reach back out to them and see how South Africa cannabis is doing these days. Uh, uplifting and popularity worldwide, sweet smell, energetic, uplifting effects. German poisoning is great for productivity, uh, creativity, growers and concentrate enthusiasts both like it. So I guess it does also wash pretty well. And the buds are round and chunky and leave a thick coating of trichromes on almost all areas of the plant. That's a great strain. I, I like the, uh, we had sour, yeah, sour Durban here. One time. Like, well, sour D, but then that D might not be Durban. It might no, be no, no, not, right. no, 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 it's not sour Durban. That was uh, New York. I don't know. There's other strains off of that Durban. I love it. Just kind of a very uplifting. And you guys, you guys are much more enlightened about the strains. Have you ever had Alaskan Thunderfuck? Oh, yes. Yes, I've actually had it uh, mailed to me from Matanuska. And so, like, uh, there's shout out to the guy who, who mailed it to USPS. From, <laughs> you know, from whatever, but he, he actually sent in this clip. Wake up, Wasilla. That's Wasilla, Alaska, home of one Sarah Palin. There may have been some NTF in that one. And so it's Matanuska, <laughs> Alaska. And so ATF is the Alaskan Thunderfuck. Um, quality strain. And it reminded me of the stuff that I would get that was high shelf 20 years ago when I was in college, you know? Yeah. I, you know, it, it's fun. This is why I love connecting with people from different parts of the country. Because the, dip, the knowledge and the culture is different in each time zone. When you get right down to it, right? Yeah. 420 somewhere, right? So it, it's three, you know, it's going to be four times that, you know, at some point here. So it, it um, I, I love that fact about it, that the people in California have one view of it, Washington State, Oregon. Uh, and then you come to the Midwest with Illinois and New York now and New Jersey and Massachusetts was the first on the East Coast. And it was just, uh, it's been a fascinating ride for me. It's really been since when I got my medical card in 2013. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been just gobbling up as much education as I possibly could. I watched a ton of Green Flower, you know, Max Simon. Oh, uh, yeah, Max, he's been on the show. He's a great yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a great guy, and, and, and he's done a great job. But his, his uh, educational videos were the most highly produced educational videos I found mm -hmm. that early in my oh, yeah, right, exploration. Right. And Leafly had just started too. Leafly had just started around then too. So. Yeah, I remember running into Leafly in 15 back when I was skiing in, um, where the heck were we that year? I think we were in Colorado. I'm not sure which part of Colorado. I missed that aspect of working for the firm. Uh, other than that, you know, I, I should just make a relationship with a cannabis lawyer in Colorado. They have these things. Normal has them. One of them is the, the Aspen Legal Clinic. I'm going to go to that next year. It's we should stupid. be live yeah. streaming that so people can ask questions instead of chatting to each other on the in the chat room. Well, I, I need I need a guy in Colorado. It's so we can have a place, you know. Yeah. I think it's great. I look, I'm all for using the technology to enlighten and educate the public. Now that the consumer is in charge, my vision is to create an army of people just like you, Thomas, and you, Mickey. Create your own content. Document the end of prohibition in your state. We have a new show. I'm always looking for talent. I will teach you how to host a show. I will teach you how to speak properly. 
And yes, I am from Boston, not Boston. Okay. Hey, how do you know you're from Boston? Well, don't you also you offer like that, Jimmy? Uh, you offer a class too on that, don't you, Jimmy? That's right. You know what? Right now it's one on one, baby. I'm working with a guy. I bet you guys know Brian Yager from Lemon Haze out of Las Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with him all the time. Yeah, so he's one. I think I, I don't think he'll be embarrassed if I. He's one of my pupils. I don't think there's a HIPAA law for uh, communication help, right? No. Uh, and uh, Brian's a great guy. He's a I love the fact that he's a former college football coach now doing um, event golf for sea level in the cannabis space. And he has a little tour and he does tournaments all over the country and it's great networking. It's I like the model because I used to golf. I used to be able to golf, but we're not going to talk about my body now. (laughs) Well, you know, I was going to say, well, one of the things we were just talking about is like how all the states are doing it different. And there was some stuff that I was not expecting that happened this week that uh, Miggy kind of shared about how Tennessee, in particular, Nashville is doing it. Let's check this story out. So, Miggy, you sent this story around. Nashville is going to see its first cannabis restaurant, and it's opening on Thursday. It, It just must have opened on, like, August 4th or 5th. Yeah, man, I really wish we had someone that could have gone there and send this, or even talk to these people, right? Like, so they're doing the hemp workaround. They're deriving Delta 9 THC from hemp and then infusing their ranch dressing for like a side. So you get THC ranch. Right. You get some THC ranch on there. And right. remember, as long as the, the THC is derived from hemp, it's fine. Everything is from one to five milligrams of serving, which is very small. We've had shows where we talk about this all the time, and I should do more of them, where we make some, uh, some we should go down there. Let's go to yeah. Nashville and do a show where it's like, hey, we're going to make some compliant chicken gummies or whatever. That <laughs> by, by the way, this is the greatest, the greatest development in the last couple of years that we used to call them in sports the cheaters. But they're not mm-hmm. cheaters because, after all, the they're farm compliant. bill passed in they're 2018. following the law. Exactly yeah. right. But the whole point was a legal market, so we knew this stuff gets you high. It yeah. does. It gets you high, okay? And they had no idea that there was actually a little teeny-weeny molecule cannabinoid in that hemp plant that would, that would work like this. All of our legislators, don't, they don't believe it. Texas... They can do this in Texas now, too. They can do this in Texas. Buds and Brews will hold an official grand opening on August 20th. Not only that, you just just roll over the very often uh, um, divestiture of trying to serve cannabis with THC uh, along with beverages with ethyl alcohol. And so uh, that they, they aren't going to allow that. But this looks like Ben's and Brews... It is a bar restaurant that has gone it. and just taken like because that's the thing they can make THC. The and chemists then, are the, always ahead of the game, guys. Oh, right. And the, right? the final product. Well, somebody in this in this rigmarole has a hemp processor's license and is using some hot mother liquor or like right. just pure THC. And where do they get the, the and they get that? So the DEA is like, no, that's so they just wall in processing hemp extract. And then the finished product is that ranch dressing or that that beverage or that I'm sorry that food stuff that they're serving you, which has based on its weight. So like if it's a 16 ounce cheeseburger, right? That's that's a pound. Uh, and so do you have any idea what 0.3 percent of a pound is? I mean that's 454 grams. 
Uh, I'd have to do some, some quick math, but welcome to the world of calculators. Yes. But, you know, watching this, this can be like an experiment, right? It, not even just in, in, in legalization society-wise. First off, the guy who, whoever the person behind this, this guy huge balls to, to, oh, to do yeah. this in, in Tennessee. Because you could put 1.362 grams of weed, of THC. So, like, a, not a gummy. A gummies are usually in milligrams. And so we're talking. So that is a titrated dose of what three milligrams, Jimmy? I, I I'm not a math guy anymore. Oh. But this I know this, this is the one <laughs> one milligram uh, joint but, from one of my friends from from elementary school. He's in the weed business, and we're both nice. we're still friends. We used to walk <laughs> to the bus stop together and get high, guys, in the seventies. Oh okay? my god! Luckily, awesome. my folks they they knew I was a rebel. They knew I was a rebel. But this is interesting. Okay, this is focus. There is not nice. enough weed in the world to get me to focus. Okay, it's just impossible. <laughs> get that ADHD. It's been a lifelong, been a lifelong <laughs> pursuit. The, but the, you know the the so like the hemp, right? Like you talked about though, Jimmy. You said yes, it'll get them high. But I think the question is, what is high, right? Like Tennessee is about to realize, like people, the accidents, the shit that happens outside, the 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 crashing. It's not because people are high. It's because they chased it with a shot of vodka or whatever. And now you're now you got it. It's eight you know, times the buzz. If you walk into a bar, high, okay, like in like if I went downstairs to the bar that's right below my office right now, okay, because you guys know I partake right before, and I never do that when I host a show. Just for the record, okay, as a guest, <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I hope people are laughing. That's all I care about. The point yeah, is, it's eight times. You can have one drink. If you go into a bar high, you can nurse one drink and have a great night because every time you take a sip, it's eight times the buzz. Eight times the buzz. I, I This is what I've been doing. I, it works. It really works. And it it's ain't a, free, but it's one drink instead of four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a different buzz, though, right? Like, it's not the, the weed buzz, right? Even no, no. I actually weed. find it to be similar. It, it, uh, again, if you're just sipping alcohol, not drinking it, sipping it it's like taking a hit off a drink mm-hmm. okay right. it will enhance your buzz and it'll be more of a high a, a weed buzz than an alcohol buzz at least again i'm leaving my body to science guys because i'm gonna give a whole <laughs> list of the shit i put in it and say here now you can check out what it, damage it did to my brain my lungs my organs whatever it is you know well, I still really like the uh, stories of Rodney Dangerfield's last days, where he's in his mid-80s. You know, he's about 84 or 85, and his health is failing, and he's smoking joints. Of course he Allegedly, is. smoking joints in the hospital, you know. Yeah. Uh, My which cousin did it too. And he's given, like, jokes like, yeah, you know, I just had to come in for a little bit. If things go well, I'll be out in about, uh, you know, one or two weeks. If not, a couple of minutes, because I'll be dead. You know, so, and then uh, just just hilarious deadpan humor, but um, that's the long term effect. That so, Doctor Grinspoon, who died at ninety two. Oh man, time. and Peter's Time's a friend. Gone. I would say that Peter Grinspoon, we're friendly business friends anyway. Uh, and he taught me a valuable lesson. The difference between addiction and dependency was one of the questions I asked him. He says we've been talking about that in med school psychology classes for the last hundred years. And his definition, though, was, and the way he said it was, when behavior or use of a product impacts a negative event in your life, you lose a job, you lose a relationship, you run into a wall, whatever it happens to be, okay, you lose, okay, 
then you might want to look at yourself and see if you're addicted as opposed to dependent negative physicality but again it everybody's different and i said it's challenging with this plant medicine because if you use it responsibly in microdoses it can enhance your health and wellness it can so well it doesn't put you in a position like where an alcohol or an opioid or a tobacco 100% your 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 literal health or performance is starting to be impacted it enhances and, and your 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 innards, your endocannabinoids. Exactly, and, and that it, it works. It's you know, on pure air, allegedly. Yep. Yep. And so, um, it, you can still be crazy as heck, sober as a judge. You know, right? Uh, that's the thing. And so, it's one of those deals where has it actually impacted your life in that negative Correct. way, or your right. performance in that negative? Was way? it just part of your life? And can, also. But the thing to get to that that thing that you're trying to get, right? Like, like I see a lot of people. Yes, cannabis can be addictive in a sense. It's psychological, like like a crutch. But it's not. The, you got also have to accept responsibility. Like, did you do that, or were you drunk at the time, or whatever? You know, people can like to inflate a lot of things, and cannabis is not that thing that makes you go, like like say you're on acid or something. You see something else that's not there. You. You know, there's no make-believe shit, and it's because you have an endocannabinoid system, right? You don't have a meth system. And one of the champions is so, Jimmy. You know, I know you like our chat room and how it's going, man. We got a lot of people going on today. Uh, early on, someone mentioned about uh, Rick Simpson, and I don't know if you know it. Uh, Rick Simpson was the early champions for uh, like endocannabinoid, Rick Simpson oil, and so most people Rick, know this guy. on the list. Hey, Miggy, Rick he Simpson oil is on the list. He has a GoFundMe, so he's not doing so well right now. Oh, really? So, like, I'm just trying to share this with people who give a fuck out there because somebody asked about Rick Simpson, and I was like, and the problem with this activism in the cannabis conversation is you have a lot of champions out there who are just older, broke. There's, you know, dying, you know, a lot, right. and, or had died already. This, a lot of the champions, and this is why people get mad about the MSOs because I think they are much needed. Just like, correct, I said the same thing. The education wise, like the, to promote to the because we got to cross that boundary of the the stay at home whoever's right, whether they be you know back in your 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 in my days we're we're a very diverse like not even diverse the world's one or two things binary right it's a we're a misogynistic society it's like we're trying to reach the Susies and the Joes out there but there's really more out there in this wide world of the world you know because we're so into our own little spaces I'm trying to connect to everybody to. Like when 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 the president, like when the, the the pussy hat march happened, I thought that was an amazing event of just a hunt, bunch of mad people. If only you could do that for prisoners, for an actual real violation that's happening right now, a real atrocity that's happening right now in America, and that's people locked up for weed. But like when that million pink cat march happened, that wasn't the conversation. The conversation was Trump, right? We got a new president. We got new fascism. Yeah, but probably 50% of the people are women, and like only about 20% of people give a crap about But how can we get them mad too? You just, uh, just got to get out there and vote, right? You know what? I think voting at the local level it, it gets you into a habit of voting at the state level, which gets you into a habit of voting at the federal level. And I, I, and I think that's really what we have to go back to. I really do, guys. You know we're a republic, not a true democracy. The damn electoral college continues to, um, I think, divide. But other people might think, you know, 
otherwise, uh, this this country of ours, and at least we're able to talk about this stuff. So, anyway. Well, I think it's funny. People chastise me for fucking, they call things liberal. Like, what the fuck's that mean? I just mean I want you to have your life versus my life and not give a fuck about each other? Right. No, it's the labeling. The labeling in the, in our world right now is horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. You can't label me. I tell people that all the time. Nobody like me. Well, it's just, as an American citizen, again, as an activist, using my voice and telling other people to go out and vote, but like the power of what I am is because I'm a citizen. I have a job. I pay taxes. Mostly time. I mean, like, I try and get, you know, be a law-abiding guy. Just for the record, for the IRS, uh, they just got more funding from the the, the Senate. Maybe paying every dime he owes. Everyone. Hey. I try my best to be a citizen, but then again, you have corporate slave masters out there who fucking reap these rewards that are my options in the cap table make a lot of sense if you're the ones getting the benefit from it. Me, like that's one thing you have to understand. When the money's going in your pocket, it is nice, and so uh, they don't want that upset, and that's one of the reasons why I think we have an issue with the MSOs or with the limited markets where. They don't want all the benefits of uh, competition in a free market capitalistic enterprise. They want the benefits. They want the the like the sure thing to a certain extent. And so when the when the license itself, the license, the, and it's great when they mail them to you or they email them to you, and they're just a PDF or a Word document. And you're like, oh, work so hard to get a Word document from these guys. Um, that and that has valuations into the seven figures. Eh, there's perturbances, and so like, how or why were you trying to legalize it? What was the policy goal behind this? Did you did you want children to not use it because only regulated operators could have it, or did you want to leave this huge gap that is still there? I mean, like like the moonshiners when they had to shut that down. They had to get into the hollers and like go into the woods and stuff. And then people lost the taste for moonshine. Are they going to do that? How are they going to legalize this plan? You know, the real conversation is regulation, though, right? Like we use the word regulation, but people really think it's this thing where like Gestapo police will show up at your door every day. Whereas if you have requirements for lab testing for the plant, if you have requirements for like the, the building, I mean, that's regulation, the building requirements for facilities. Code. When it comes to the plant, there should be none when it comes to quantity of like uh, uh, of, of your person, right? Whether well, I have I mean, a gram or... There is one. It's called the free market, the invisible hand. Right. If you can't move 8,000 pounds, you can't move it. You know, if you can move 20,000 pounds, you can move it. But then uh, you, you should have the ability to start, grow, or fail without the government like picking a winner and a loser. Well, that's the thing, right? Because presently regulation is amount of X amount of licenses in each state. Like Just like Jimmy's trying to talk about like the media and all the states covering, essentially you have what Jimmy's putting his toes in is 50 different cultures, right? Like in America, we got, when Jimmy, when you said like there's like different aspects of state, you know, fundamentally about the plant though, I think each state is doing different ways of governance and regulation, which some of it's way excessive. That's fucking all of it's all excessive. But fundamentally, when it comes to the consumer at the end, like the patient person, the person who's a connoisseur, we all can see the same, whether you're in the East Coast, West Coast or, or, or you know, down south or north. We all know good cannabis and, and, and know that the plant itself is a much to do about nothing. But the laws 
are the thing that's that's just the most aggravating thing apart not even for the the business side but for the citizen so that's what i've been trying to do is just as in the end of the citizen just stop fucking putting us in jail or giving you a, a reason for you know there's no reason for it whereas the corporate shit you know that's there's no chance for the normal person to get their foot in the door without a couple million dollars right now that's fine well, that's that's that just really has everything to do with uh, realities of how much stuff costs to build. Yeah, and I, nothing to do with you know uh, impediments to the license itself. Right. You you can if you have uh, intelligent management that has done their due diligence, you have good legal representation, you can still get it done for under a million. A million is probably the median, uh, and I'm just talking about the Massachusetts experiment, if you will, um, but. What I think you're going to see, what I'd like to see at the MSO level is is pretty simple. You guys know that there's plenty of this in the industry already, socially responsible capitalism. And by that, I mean, have those MSOs create programs, workforce development programs for those that are still incarcerated, get expunged and have them go right into the workforce. We need more people in our workforce. I think everybody understands that, right? Even in Illinois, right? You have, like there, there's help wanted ads everywhere kind of a thing, right? We're, jobs, right? Educate the people that have been most victimized by the war on drugs on how to run a business and how to talk to customers, how to be a more uh, active member of our world do yeah, something let's talk about the discounted it. cash valuation of future cash flows. I mean, uh, that goes nobody right thought, head. yeah, exactly. Nobody's taught how to run a business. You have to major in that in college. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, let's sit somebody down and fire them because like revenues have dried up. We're like now the, pri- the price per pound that we were getting last year has been cut in half. Uh, running a business ain't really like a number one easy, you know. It's no, it's, no, it's not. I need help. Rough. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. But that's the thing that, like, like isn't that already happening right now, Jimmy? Right? Some of these MSOs are doing this. They're giving yeah. these fucking programs, yeah, and they're letting these people fail, and then they're fucking taking their shit. Like, it's not, you know. How, how, wait, wait, hang on. A second. How do we know that the program failed if it's brand new? No, I'm saying some the no the not the program the 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 someone who's licensed from say like a cure leaf right cure leaf okay. here's your here's your program I'll put you under my wing show you how to do a grow production wise everything right they yep. start doing their business and then they fail help me cure leaf help build me out of this million dollar hole that I just created because I just want to like have a day job I just want to like make wait, money is this hypothetical or did you know no, they've happened like as far as I've seen I mean I don't I couldn't point out a case and again this is secondary hearsay. But I've heard of failures where the they're being absorbed right through this, these false social equity programs. See, there's so many of the, they're so vast with all these different states. Like, I'm not watching what's going on in Michigan or in in, in Chicago or in Illinois all the time because there's other shit here. They're, they're fucking up on a, in Washington State. But there are also false programs and false guises of like things helping people that aren't really it's good business. Because we're doing a social equity program. And then, oh, we're helping you out and we're going to absorb your license now. You know, still that size. Or you use other people's money to get you that license and then you hire uh, people that can be trained under your management system or whatever it is and give them an opportunity to contribute back into the world. I I mean, it, it, it to me, it's a simple concept. It, it, I just well, don't. Why do they all lose money? 
But the business side, like Tom I don't said, think that, yeah. I don't think that with the, because I don't think the market has evolved yet. I, we're still so early in this process, guys, and it keeps getting slower and slower. But I think yeah, it's. Still I was going to blame the growers that want to grow indoor, but whatever, you know. And, that, and then also the um, don't uh, the blame, regulation. don't blame. Uh, no, uh, oh, fine, fine. Go get your P and Ls. I'll get our P and Ls, and then we'll like look at where your input costs are. We'll look what your output volume is. That's con- that's but, called consulting. That's a good thing. No, it's it's business, and like right. you know, so like it's, it's education, month, it's right? Course, it's you know? shared, um, right, exactly. Yeah. There has to be more of a spirit of collaboration than competition for the mighty dollar in this industry right now. Um, it's at a critical time. We don't know what the Senate's going to do. Uh, did by the way, did they go on recess before they even addressed the Safe Banking Act again? Of course they did. They did, they did but they did, did pass something the, uh... that was important. Like I said, you don't matter. And somebody who believes in this industry, you do not matter. They did pass people. the infrastructure bill, though, that big ass. Uh, I know you the know. climate thing. But, you yeah. know, well, we had to put the entire country on fire over the last three weeks to get them to understand. <laughs> no, that, oh, my God. Maybe we need to change our climate. Duh. But, oh, no, it goes back to this abandoning the plant in 1937. Yeah. We didn't need this. We could have been yanking the carbon out of the, uh, <laughs> right. putting it back into the ground, yanking it out of the ground, and putting it back into the ground again every year if we were doing the stuff that Henry Ford was doing in the 40s with his hemp cars powered on hemp diesel but we need, but we need more studies think of the children they need the more studies children because we need to arrest people for flowers yeah. hey guys i gotta get ready to go to a wedding and i appreciate the 150 ish people have been hanging out with us this whole time but uh, oh, i don't know if you want to close it out or hang out or whatever so. yeah let's let's wrap hey, it up i want to show you guys people. this oh, is right your on. competition live streaming on pro cannabis media right now it's david rabinovich nice. and mike correa from the ncia uh, who's the you know head lobbyist for the NCIA? Hey, and, hey 149 people, go check that out because we're gonna. At, well, go. if you're, right, I was gonna say if you yeah. want to continue to learn, go to procannabismedia.com and it's live streaming and, right now. And Jimmy, I don't think of it as competition. That's the thing, right? Like, no, we want to work together. I want you business, guys to bump that show next week. If that things okay. can be win-win for sure, right? Like right. this is why I help people out because like it, it helps me out in the end. Like we all win-win. Like right. there's a thing that we can do. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna give you a compliment, Thomas. I think you engage more, and you switch this show. You've been switching this show at the same time, right? Yeah. I think you do a better job than we do. No disrespect to my buddy Dan, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, but it, just remember, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, right? I take yeah. I take screenshots of the Today Show all the time and share, them, <laughs> you know. So yeah. this, but you do a good job of interacting with the chat room and and the different lower thirds and uh, you know, throwing in websites too uh, is pretty cool. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really um, do. I give you a big round of applause. And uh, at, at one point, we are going to be creating a, hey, uh, there's a, a, cannabis em, a cannabis Emmy award. Okay. Cannabis Emmy. A canny. Oh, I got a canny. Sweet. I have an in with that, that group, let's just say. Well, I'm nice. sure they have some IP on the Emmys. But, hey, go check out Pro Cannabis Media with Jimmy Young and his network of correspondents all over the United States that are trying to legalize it. And uh, we'll see you in a week. I hope, to, I hope to get a scripted one out maybe next week or the week thereafter about do dispensaries make money? Find out at another episode of Cannabis Legalization News. Thank you, everybody, especially the members. Thanks.
right. Are you guys still there? No. All right. See you later. That's great. <laughs>